Diane Brown. Welcome to the first edition of Brown's Bookshelf Podcast. A little bit about me, I'm a teacher librarian at Southeast Junior High School in Iowa City, Iowa, and I have recently developed an interest in podcasts. Even though podcasts have been around for a while, um, I didn't really start listening until this summer when we were on a car trip and it was my son's turn to drive and he wanted to keep listening to his podcast, but he didn't want to drive with his headphones in, so we played the podcast over the van speaker system, and it was pretty interesting. I don't remember the name of the podcast that he was listening to, but I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty all right. So when we got home, I looked up podcasts for things that I was interested in, and I found three podcasts that I like that I've sort of been listening to um, off and on, but recently I really um, kicked it into a higher gear. So I listened to Cult of Pedagogy, um, Scholastic Reads, and Adventures in YA. Um, The Cult of Pedagogy is about teaching, Scholastic Reads is all about authors and books, and Adventures in YA is, is more strictly YA literature which is where I'm focused now that I'm in a junior high um, building with grades seven and eight. So I have a guest today, and this is my son, Ross, and I'm gonna interview him a little bit here. And Ross, how many podcasts do you subscribe to? Uh, I think I'm only subscribed to two podcasts, but I definitely listen to more than that. Oh, okay. So which ones do you listen to or subscribe to? I'm subscribed to uh, the Joe Rogan Experience and the Jocko Willink podcast. And what are those about? Uh, Joe Rogan podcast. He is an MMA fighter, and he gets different guests on from all sorts of fields, from different sciences to authors to musicians, and he just interviews them with whatever questions come to mind. Uh, The Jocko Willink podcast is more of a life experience uh, podcast. It's a Navy SEAL who is just talking about life in general. Interesting. So what do you like about podcasts or why did you start listening to podcasts? I suppose it was just something that uh, instead of listening to music, I could listen to people speaking, maybe learn a little bit. Whereas when I'm listening to a song, I'm just enjoying it. When I'm listening to a podcast, I can enjoy it and learn something. Okay. So for people who may not know, when you subscribe to a podcast, you're going to automatically get updates from that person. But you listen to more podcasts than you subscribe to. And how do you find the content or the podcasts that you listen to that you don't subscribe to? A lot of podcast apps have search engines that I used, and I was just looking through there and through online recommendations for podcasts and found some that sounded interesting to me, like ones that explain uh, the different you know, vampires and where they might come from and werewolves and that sort of thing, what, what cultural significance those, those sorts of things have. And that was one that I just found on a message board that they recommended. So what podcast apps do you um, use a lot or do you recommend people who are getting new into podcasting and, and want to hear more or see more of 
or listen to more, not really see more of what's out there. Uh, the the only one that I've ever used was called Podcast Addict, and it I mean it has a great search engine. You subscribe, and it lets you know when people have put out new content. And the playback system is great on it, so that's the only one I've ever used. Okay, and. Um, any advice for people who are new to podcasts? Uh, I suppose just look look around, see what it's out there. There's no obligation if you listen to one. If you click subscribe, it'll just show up and you can listen to it every once in a while. You don't have to. Uh, so just look around, see what's out there. Yeah. And with a podcast, you like even the ones that I subscribe to, sometimes it might be content that I'm not interested to. So I can see the notes or, or the title and the information about it and just skip over it. Um, yeah, if I don't, if I'm not interested in it. But I really like um, books and reading. I'm a librarian, um, I've been a reader all my life. And so it's really fun to hear other people who talk about books and reading and so now I'm going to put you on the spot what are you okay. what are you reading right now Ross uh, well right now I'm juggling three books back and forth uh, it really just depends on what I feel like reading that day the first one is uh, Harry Potter but I'm reading it in Spanish uh, the I've read it multiple times before but this is the first time in Spanish first book really I've read in Spanish uh, the second book that I'm reading is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And the third book that I'm reading is called The Key to My Neighbor's House. And it is a historical book, I suppose, about the genocides in Bosnia and Rwanda and the pursuit of justice in an international court. Okay, wow. So that's some heavy stuff in that, the last book. That's nonfiction. Yes. The second book is The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the classic. Yeah. And that's probably pretty heavy reading as well. It's, yeah, it doesn't go super quick. Yeah. And then Harry Potter, but in Spanish. So what's different about reading, you're a native English speaker, but you had a dual language education. Yes. Um, you read, write, and speak English and Spanish. So English how, better than Spanish. Oh, for sure. How is it, um, how does reading it in Spanish compare with reading in English? Uh, I suppose it is, uh, it's interesting to see comparison, to draw comparisons between the words that I see. Uh, some of the words that show up in Spanish also show up very similarly in English. And they actually can help me connect words that I wouldn't have otherwise connected. So, for example, if I see a root in a Spanish word, and I think about English words with that root, it can make me think more about the words that I use in everyday life. All right. Do you find yourself, um, after you've read some of Harry Potter in Spanish, do you then find yourself thinking more in Spanish after you've been reading in Spanish? I suppose not really. Uh, I'm not quite at the level of Spanish... Uh, competency where I can uh, use Spanish without stopping. I often have to think of what the vocab word is that I'm trying to use. Um, I do occasionally in my dreams Spanish will pop up, but a lot of the time it is me attempting to learn Spanish vocab in my dream, which doesn't typically work out very well because in order for it to be in the dream, it has to be a word that I already know. 
Hmm. Well, I understand the whole reading more, reading three books at one time. I've done that for a long time because, um, I don't know, I'll start so many books and then I realize, wait, I have to finish one of these. I have, mm. you know, X number of books that I'm reading all at the same time and I don't move quickly through any one because I'm reading three or five. Yeah. There are a lot of positives and negatives to it. The, I find it's easier to decide what I want to read if I have multiple books going at the same time. It's not so much of a question of do I feel like reading right now, but rather what do I feel like reading. Uh-huh. Of course, the drawbacks are that you don't remember all the events in the story the same way that you would if you were only reading that one book. All right, well, I'm going to go read a good book or two now. I'm reading The War I Finally Won, which is the sequel to The War That Saved My Life by Kimberly Brubaker Bradley, and I had a really hard time putting it down last night. Um, it's a super, super story, and I'm sure I'll talk more about it another time. But thank you, listeners, for tuning in. Thank you, Ross, for engineering and uh, getting me into the world of podcasts. Absolutely. So... Goodbye.